Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by Sarah Harkness of In Accountancy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. Are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Good, excellent. So, um, shall we start as we always do, Sarah? Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and how you got to where you are today? Oh yeah, certainly. It's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a long one, so I'll try to keep it short for you, um, because people often make the assumption that the MD of an accountancy firm will be an accountant, but I'm not. <laughs> so usually my intro, if I talk to somebody, is Hi, I'm Sarah Harkness, an accountancy, and I'm not an accountant. So my <laughs> um, my background is in strategy, sales, and marketing, um, and actually I was uh, worked with Adidas here in Hazelgrove for many mm-hmm. a year and I came here via Adidas in Germany so that's kind of what brought me to um, Stockport Okay. And, and, and I've stayed ever since um, so yeah I set up I left Adidas and set up a business coaching and consulting business and then ended up being approached by um, a business partner Andy Tyler who's the um, professional services director here at an accountancy for a bit of help um, getting the firm established and uh, yeah I think I sort of worked with them on a consultancy basis for about six months and then clearly did too good a job because I woke up one day with MD hat and shares going how the heck did that happen <laughs> so, so there's a short version of the journey wow okay so um, yeah that is the is the very short version of the journey isn't it so let's delve into it a little bit a little bit more so you were strategy sales and marketing yeah. That's your that's your background. Yes. Um so how did you get into that? How long had you been working working in that for and oh golly. Um well I started off oh do you know way too long a story. Um I I <laughs> was after I finished um uni, I suppose I was in um I did an export marketing programme and then I got a job um as an export marketing manager for a wee okay. Northern Irish company. So I'm, I'm from Belfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for a company called Bridgedale um, who sell socks for the outdoor market. So any hikers out there will recognize the name Bridgedale. Okay. And um, I've always worked with brands prior to that. I was with um, Ben Sherman um, doing an, another sort of program with them. And mm-hmm. um, I worked for Höchstage in Germany um, straight from school. I, I won a scholarship to, to work there and do a sort of industrial apprenticeship um so from from working with Bridgedale I did a lot of traveling and my German distributor um was a company called Mindel who make hiking boots mm-hmm. really really nice guys down in the German Austrian border and um they used a headhunter who um gosh I can't remember his name but to try and fill positions with them that headhunter also worked for Adidas so okay. he was looking for somebody for Adidas and he was talking to the Mindel brothers and they said, oh, you should talk to Sarah. She's, you know, our, our wee girl in Northern Ireland and um, uh-huh. she'd be great. So he did. And um, and I moved over to, to Germany and started a new career in a new country. Um, on the, I moved on New Year's Day um, wow. 2020. Okay. So long, long time ago. 2020 mm. or 2000? Oh, sorry, 2000. Did I say 2020? <laughs> yeah, 2000. Long time ago. Not, no. 
but yeah, um, and then stayed with Adidas, moved around with Adidas, right. um, was head of rugby apparel, worked with the All Blacks. Um, oh, wow. You know, had, so that was, had some it was a bit of a it was a big career change then. Not only did you move to a different country, but it was a change of a total change of role then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I tend to get bored quickly, so you right, know okay. you need a little bit of a challenge in in life. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, need something to keep you keep you on your toes and keep you learning and growing. I'm a real mm-hmm. believer in that. That if you're not moving forward, if you're not growing, if you're not learning, if you're not being challenged, yeah, and kind of you're going backwards. What's the point? Fair enough. So I guess then that getting bored, wanting to learn, wanting to create opportunities, that's what made you then leave Adidas, is it, and set up your coaching? It is. Business. I think I got to the point where I'd come a full circle. I'd started off in in product marketing in, in Germany. Um, I'd come over to the UK in a senior sales role. Then I'd um, moved into business process re-engineering and then headed up strategic planning. Mm-hmm. And then I'd gone back into product marketing role and I kind of felt that I'd come come full circle yeah. and I needed something where I could really make a difference. Um, and I suppose a lot of people have a real vocation and they know exactly what they want to do. I've yeah. always been kind of a jack of all trades. So no <laughs> specialism, a bit better than average in anything and everything, but right, you know, okay. just a, a good all rounder. Yeah. So it's quite hard to see myself either in a kind of you know, just a pure marketing role or just a pure sales role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was approached then by um, a company called Action Coach, who are one of the biggest um, business coaching franchises in the world. Okay. And now this was back in. 2007 so and I, I didn't know what business coaching was at all hadn't heard mm-hmm. of it but I got the concept because I got the concept of sports coaching yeah where you don't actually have to be on the field doing it you can still look externally and you can see how they can improve yeah so I, I um, bought a an action coach franchise and started off with them and you know did very well through that but ultimately decided to to go my own way and um, do some more consultancy um, around what my sweet spot I suppose was which was more on the strategic side of things and the, the sales and marketing less so but um, more on the strategic and culture side of things cool fantastic so you that was 2007 that you you started coaching yeah consultancy so, business. yeah just picture that you know there, there wasn't um you know coaches nowadays there are so many of them around yeah totally. but back then there weren't they really weren't yeah. and it was September 2007 so I had a little one Caitlin had just turned two and uh-huh. um, no she just turned three she she was two whenever I um, handed the notice of Adidas and Alex was um just one and I was the main breadwinner so I gave up a career for life to jump wow. ship with two young children and um do it my own so it's mm-hmm. a bit of a bit of a was it, yeah. was it, I suppose other people would have seen it as a risk, but I just felt it was what I needed to do. And when your back's up against the wall, you make it work. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Um, I and then three months later, the, the financial crisis happened. <laughs> <laughs> but then I suppose it, it was probably, I mean, without knowing any better, I'm guessing that was relatively good timing because actually that's the time when businesses, particularly small small to medium businesses need the strategy planning, need the marketing, need the sales. 
Yes, but whether they've got the the confidence to invest in that, I think yeah. we've all seen that in the last couple of years as well with the the pandemic. Yeah, of course. You know, quite often, the first thing to go was the marketing budget, um, yeah. because people thought that's what they don't need. But actually, it's exactly where they should be investing to make sure they come out stronger, leaner, fitter, and ready to take on the world that's and, it, yeah. and if capture you don't, that market share. If you don't market while nobody's buying, then nobody will buy when you start marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And I think, you know, I used to always say that, that, you know, every business should really operate as if it's in the middle of a deep recession at all times and stay lean and stay focused. But we're all human and people get yeah. lazy when times are good. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we get, yeah, lazy, I suppose, and cut too much slack. So we don't mm-hmm. necessarily, it, it focuses the mind to work through a crisis. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. So then... When was it that you, because you said you moved into consultancy um, and were doing the same sort of thing, I suppose, but it was working within a business rather than coaching externally, was it? Yeah, no, it was more, um, I was more working on a consultancy basis and doing training with, you know, with slightly larger clients and right, okay. you know, sort of doing team days and training and, and board meetings and sort of direction meetings with um, senior execs. Right. Okay. And then it was through this, so through the consultancy role that you yeah. met up with Andy, and then all yeah. of a sudden became an MD of an accountancy firm. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's that's the journey. Oh, crikey! <laughs> Fair enough. Smashing. So, so you're the MD of an accountancy firm, but you're definitely not an accountant. So definitely. Talk to us about in accountancy. Did you start from the from the beginning? Um, excuse me, almost. Um, Andy had set the company up um, in November 2012 um, when he was MD of Cullen Wealth, which is uh, another Stockport business mm-hmm. down on, on the Heaton Business Park. Um, he joined that um, as MD, not being a financial advisor, um, mm-hmm. 10, 20 years before, and he'd grown that from a very small scale business to what it is now which is a must turn over about seven million now and employs 45 50 people so it's a a excellent business Mm -hmm. but he'd already been a minority shareholder he'd realized that he wanted something else um to you know for for his future as well Mm -hmm. so he set up an accountancy um within cullen wealth initially um because guess what financial advisors aren't qualified or trained to advise on tax matters which i didn't know before i started working here. i just assumed that yeah. they'd have that knowledge so he started off on the tax advisory side he brought somebody in to do that and then it started taking off a little bit so he got me in to consult on the marketing and the strategy but then i, I had to turn around and say well actually we can't go any further because there's you know there's you who's busy running another firm and then you have two trainees and a tax advisor mm-hmm. who are well the trainees are our trainees the tax advisor is busy advising people on tax and quite frankly if you know many tax advisors they're not necessarily um the easiest most engaging characters so they weren't going to be able to go out and sell new business yeah. opportunities so i introduced an acquisition which was harrison newell a little company um, on the a6 um, and John Newell used to be my landlord. I rented the upstairs space off him when I had my coaching business. Okay. So I knew John and um, hadn't spoken to him in a couple of years. 
but I knew that he had been wanting to sell back then. I'd, I'd introduced him to, to a couple of local accountancy firms, but nobody was able to get a deal over the line. So I phoned him up and said, John, are you still thinking about selling? And he said, Sarah, your timing couldn't be better. He'd been quite unwell. He'd had um, hip replacement been quite unwell. So this must have been, this is September 2013. So I introduced Andy to, to John. And um, funnily enough, Andy knew John's brother, who had sadly passed away some years previously. And um, they, they met end of September, early October 2013. And we'd done a deal, completed the business. And we're sitting in those offices on the 2nd of January 2014. Wow. Um, quick. So for any of your listeners who, <laughs> who have bought businesses in the past, that is amazingly quick. <laughs> very, very quick. And yeah, 2nd of January, right into tax return deadline, we realised that John hadn't told most of his clients um, that that they were that he was leaving and um, <laughs> had like 80 or 90 tax returns still to be done in January, as oh, well as crikey. our own clients. So it was a bit hectic, but, you know, baptism of fire, that's where you, you learn and you, you grow together. Absolutely. So did you, because, so at that stage, and I suppose this is delving into, into Andy as much as it is you and the business because Andy was part owner of the the other business he'd set up an accountancy he then bought this accountancy firm which was brought into an accountancy so was that the stage that Andy then left the other business was it and focused on or did you bring staff in at that stage he stepped back so we we retained a couple of employees from um from Harrison Newell and actually that's a lovely story as well and, and Tony one of them just retired at Christmas and David um, the other is still with us and they both started working um, gosh 50 years ago more wow. and they started working with John Newell's mm-hmm. dad in the oh, same crazy. building and had always been in the same <laughs> office with the same people in the same building both of them right. when they were 15 and 16 and left school Flipping so um, and they're still with us which is great. <laughs> that's fantastic. But, but that's yeah, so then, them on. Andy that's obviously helped week. you through doing those um those eighty ninety tax returns in that January because I mean, that was <laughs> well, a little but bit. How do you do that when you've got a <laughs> Because we've got a cracking team and actually Catherine and, and Rachel, who were the trainees back then, mm-hmm. are now our tax manager and um, senior accountant here. Cool. And They've just got a great attitude, great work ethic. They Brilliant. really, really care about the clients, which is important to us, and they just want it to do things right and get it done. Cool, fantastic. So talk to us a little bit about an accountancy then. What I know, I know it's an accountant's firm, but what exactly is it that you that you do? Um, what well, services do you offer to, uh, to Yeah, clients? we we, um, we look after owner-managed businesses predominantly and individuals that need to, to do a tax return. Um, okay. We love local businesses we like a, a lot of firms have moved very much into the, the zoom and teams and online only mm-hmm. and communication but we still like people actually so yeah. we, we quite like having local businesses that we can come in and sit down with and, and have a chat to because you find out more whenever yeah. you're talking to people properly and um, you build a better relationship you you get better at putting them in touch with other people that can help them but really we do everything you'd expect an accountant to do from payroll, bookkeeping, VAT returns, year-end accounts, personal tax returns, corporation tax returns, okay. all of that good old fun stuff. 
And um, is this, sorry, go on. I was just going to say we, we're um, a zero gold partner. Um, so we we work with, we love um, zero products for our right. small business clients, but we don't exclusively look after zero. We'll also, if, if QuickBooks or ClearBooks or Sage or something else suits them better, then we're more than happy to, to use okay. that. Cool. And then, so what sort of size of business, you, you use the word small, um, and for me as a very small business owner, small has totally different meanings because if you look it at an does. SME, SMEs are like 20 million pound businesses yeah. <laughs> or potentially. So what Absolutely. what sort of size business um, businesses do you work with? Is it everybody up to that SME stage or? It, it's everybody up to, we, we don't do audits. So the requirement okay. to do an audit is quite high at the minute. You need to have, you know, it needs to be a turnover of about 11 million and assets of more than 2 million or employees more than 250. So, right. you know, that so there's a, a big market to, to look after. But our, I suppose our, we look after anybody. We've got tiny businesses that we look uh-huh. after, the sole trader and tax team, um, mm-hmm. who are maybe just doing a little bit of consulting or have set up a little hobby business alongside a day job. Yeah. Um, and we look after others like um, Simed, another big company down on the the heating business estate, uh-huh. who um, you know turn over about ten million. Cool. So it's kind right. of everything in between. I suppose our sweet spot is probably about a three hundred thousand turnover to three million, right? Okay. Three to five million turnover. Cool. But no, but... we anybody who it's more about the person. We like working with like-minded people, right? Who also care about their business who also have a, a desire to understand and to make things better yeah fantastic brilliant so um are you ba- you're obviously based in stockport you've mentioned the heat and business park a few times is that where you're based or no, you're still hazel in the grove. same office so right okay yeah so we're hazel grove is it the a6 so, hazel grove or um just off there so we were right on the a6 we are now um on rhino court which is just beside marley's Right, so okay. opposite Newby Road Industrial Estate. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and you know, a few clients over there as well. Um, but yeah, and, and we look after medical and healthcare. So we've got quite a few from the hospital as well. Fantastic. Um, Excellent. So obviously very local based, local clients. You, you, you've continuously spoken about liking the, it being about people and so rather than yeah, being definitely. an accountancy firm that can be I mean because you can be a global firm I suppose can't you stuff can be sent to you but it's all about yeah. the locality the community therefore totally. Stockport and the community is obviously important to the business it's, it's re- yeah really important I am um, just before <laughs> with, with impeccable timing just before um COVID hit I launched a uh, sub Stockport a sort of networking event which we then yeah took online from March mm-hmm. um, and I think you know I, I get involved where I can in anything local we were a member marketing Stockport and some time back I was part of the, the local chamber council we think Stockport's a great place and it's really it's on the up and it's only yeah. going to continue um, to do well and do better lots and lots of businesses great community people genuinely want to help one another mm-hmm. we also um support a couple of local charities as well so we've we've just actually and in fact you can hear it 
here first, Andy, because I don't think I've put anything <laughs> online yet. But we've, we've just agreed our, our new charities for, for this year and onwards for a little Fantastic. bit. Fantastic. So um, one, one is St Anne's Hospice, which has been there and, and helped um, families of employees quite a lot in, in uh-huh. the past. And the other is um, one which is sort of micro-local. It's called the Han- Hannah Whitley Foundation. Okay. And um, they provide um, yoga for people dealing with stress, anxiety, grief, and so on. And that was set up by the mother of one of our um, accountants um, whenever he was just doing his A-levels and his sister was tragically killed while on holiday. Okay. Um, and so she set this up and whenever we actually kind of put the various charities out to the vote with the team and chose St Anne's Hospice and the Hannah Whitley Foundation we didn't know that they've been working together as well so it's just oh, right. done really nicely <laughs> oh that's so we're, fantastic we're looking for lots Brilliant. of ways to to support those businesses cool well I'll I'll um stick a uh I'll stick a link for both of the uh charities in in amongst your links for your business oh, as well on Thank the you. on the website and in the show notes, so they'll they'll go there, um, to help help give it a little boost. Um, but that yeah, I mean that's fantastic supporting not only the lo- local businesses but local charities as well. And then I guess in that invertedly means the community is important to to the business as well, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We try to use local and buy local where we can as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sandwich heaven I think make a killing from us <laughs> <laughs> cool fantastic so um, are you are you self-employed or are you employed um, well we are and you know this is something that people get very confused with and I realised last last year whenever or this time last year every Friday night when Rishi was announcing something new and yeah. people really didn't understand the difference so we have a limited company. Right. So myself and Andy are both directors, shareholders, and employees of that yeah. company. Right. So okay. we're employed. Um, Fair enough. And our, our team are employees, but we look after both self-employed and employees. But you, as a business person, so you're employed, but you're an owner-employee, I guess, are you? Yes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So you've gone from being a proper employee at Adidas. Mm-hmm. To a business owner, being the uh, or a franchise owner, then a business owner, yeah, and now a business owner, employ an well, an employee owned by the business that you own, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're going back a few years to talk about the transition of becoming a a, a business owner yourself, but. What's the difference? And these are the kind of people that you that you work with as well, aren't they? What's the difference between being employed and a business owner? And do you know that's a really difficult question because <laughs> it, you know it's an attitude. I think I I think um, how do I say this? How do I say this without dropping myself in it? Um, I, Just put it bluntly. I, We're all friends here. <laughs> I think people either... We've, we've got employees here who... Um, I've worked with employees at Adidas who will always be employees who they want to do a nine-to-five and then put their, their job away 
and yeah. and go home and have their life at home. I think sometimes whenever you own and run a business or you're just of that entrepreneurial mindset, it's just all about how can I make this better? How can I do this better? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 also keeping your eye on the business. You know, Andy and I are very, very different. I love looking after people. I want to, you know, so I would probably give away far too much for free. Whereas he is very much on the look, got to be on top of the cash flow, which yeah. is absolutely essential. So combined, you know, a good business owner needs to do both. They need mm-hmm. to look after their employees, look after their customers, because then the customers look after the business. You know, you've yeah. you've, you've got to be focused on doing the right thing, but not to the, you know, but also doing the hard thing, making sure the yeah. money comes in as well. Yeah, you've got to do the right thing, but not to the detriment of the business, haven't you? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, smashing. Um, so right you were going to say um, go about, about that transition. It's funny. I remember um, you know, networking, whenever people used to talk about networking and BNI and things like that, and saying you've got to get out networking. I was so confused because I just thought networking was um, what the IT help desk at Adidas did. <laughs> genuinely i did not i've not even heard of the term networking yeah that that's interesting that is it networking i suppose isn't it the networking i didn't know anybody i didn't know anybody here that wasn't you know an adidas employee because i come from the corporate world and i was you know i worked hard in that corporate world and it's very internally structured so we didn't even really deal with customers outside except for jd jjb people like that so I, suppose, I just I mean, had no understanding of small business at all. Yeah, corporate being internally structured, that is, it's, it's internal networking, isn't it? It's Completely, yeah. But it's, you've now got to find a way to do it as a, as a business owner. So let's talk a little bit more about networking. So you said you set up Subs Stockports. Yes, well, Subs is another, it's another franchise, actually. I was okay. looking at doing something for clients that combined kind of business education with mm-hmm. um, networking. And okay. then I came across subs, which was set up by, by David Bellin over in Altrinum. And they seemed to be doing exactly what I'd wanted to do. So, so we launched that. But, you know, we're, we're looking at other opportunities now that hopefully, hopefully, hopefully things are coming to an end, I suppose, with, with the pandemic and the restrictions we've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't wait to throw something for clients and, and get everybody together and, and yeah. start doing a little bit more of connecting people with other businesses and business owners. And will that remain as subs or will that be your own event, like an in-accountancy event? Oh, I think in-accountancy are definitely going to do some events. Right, okay. Fantastic. And that, I mean, that's a great way for you to maintain client relationships and clients to build relationships with each other. And it really... Yeah cement relationship doesn't it yeah i mean one of the things we were running pre-pandemic which i need to get back off the ground because the the clients involved loved it and miss it was um something we called our our mastermind group where we had a number of small business owners they're all in in different sectors all like-minded all wanting to grow they've been Mm -hmm. in business differing lengths of times but we just got together for half a day once a quarter to okay. you know, talk about our plan for the next quarter and um, brainstorm whatever was was on our minds. You know, we'd we'd have a focus on sales maybe one time on on planning and strategy another time on people and team mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, 
it was great and we do kind of miss having that fantastic so that was a way for you to use your previous experience to to help your clients even though the service that in the in the accountancy service isn't something that you can directly help with but you were able to use yeah absolutely and I think you know it, it, it's something that I I get asked quite frequently about getting back involved in more of the coaching hands-on mm-hmm. side of things but I don't have time I'm too busy running this business and, <laughs> and enjoying that and um but I do you know I miss it and I really like helping people and 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 finding opportunities so I have um I do have a YouTube channel um, oh, right. and accountancy one and again if I say this out loud it means I have to do it I'm determined to get more you know how-to videos up on that of how to do things how to grow your business how to improve your profit margins how to increase your prices different mm-hmm. things like that cool well right so everybody needs to go and follow the or subscribe to the YouTube channel Oh, no. And then when she's got subscribers, they're going to be screaming out for videos, aren't they? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and you know what? Just, I'd love people to ask me what they'd find useful. Okay. Because sometimes there's, there are just too many things you could do that yeah. I'd love to know what, what people would find useful. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have a, does an accountancy have a large social media following? Are you um, active on social media? Reasonably, yes. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. um, I've got a Facebook page. Um, which I probably don't engage with quite as much as I should, but right. yeah, we, we're we're quite active. You've obviously got an active network anyway of business relationships and clients. So yeah, I mean that that's where you get those answers, isn't it? Every time you have a conversation with somebody, yeah, what do you need to know about business? Can I put a five minute video up for you? Yeah, and I, I should do more of those. It's yeah. one of the things I thought about. We've got a a video on youtube of how to do your uh, how to do your tax return okay and it's you know honestly it's the most the dullest video you could ever watch because it's just me rabbiting on for nine minutes about you know how you need to do this and then you need to do that mm-hmm. doesn't actually fit, go through the form with you but it's about what you need to get in order yeah uh, but it's had something like one hundred and twenty thousand views wow so and, and it's got tons of comments and i always make sure that we we answer all of the comments mm-hmm. and the questions that we get so i keep thinking we, i should just look at those questions and doing a video yeah. of here's the last five questions we've been asked there you go i mean it, it might be dull but to, it's, it might, it, it's not it's not an entertaining video but it's an educational video isn't it it's something yeah. that's useful and i fill a tax return in and i do it all myself mm-hmm. Um, just because of the level my business is at, I've not got to the stage where I can feel I can justify an accountant yet. Although that might be a conversation we have off, uh, <laughs> when we're not recording. Um, but that would be totally useful for me. So it doesn't yeah. it doesn't surprise me that you've got one hundred twenty thousand views at all. Mm. It's um, there you go. So I mean, I'll start you off then with a with a video to 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 okay. or a question to answer. So obviously, I'm a I'm. I'm employed, but I'm also yeah. self-employed. I run two two different businesses, um, both very small. They're both pocket money businesses, if you like, like mm-hmm. a lot of the small business owners around here, but they do have potential to be proper <laughs> businesses. Yeah. So my question would be, how do I go about planning to turn one or both of those into businesses that can replace the day job? Oh, that's a very good question. That's a Thanks. very good one. 
and so and don't answer it now. Don't, uh, but I'm gonna Go I'm on. gonna give you some homework today. Oh so, right, okay. <laughs> do you know your number? No, do you know as your in number? The... As in what number you need to generate in order yeah. for you to stop working? Yeah. On no. a day by day basis. Cool. So um oh that's fantastic. I'll stick obviously the YouTube channel on the on the website as well. So we'll throw links to that. So if anybody needs to know what how to fill in a tax return, you can go and watch Sarah <laughs> tell you all about that. <laughs> so let's talk um challenges, Sarah. Um Ooh. what have your biggest challenges been as a business owner? Oh yes. Well, there are two that spring to mind. And one is the people thing. Mm-hmm. The people thing, as I call it, because I like to look after people and I like to see the best in people always. Mm-hmm. And I will always take people at face value. If somebody tells me something, I believe them. Why would yeah. you not? Yeah. Um, so I suppose the times I've been let down have been the times when I've put trust in people. And whether that is uh, employees or clients or part of my network. And my gut has told me there's something wrong, but my head has overruled it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think think that keeping that realism while still looking for the best in people is is something that's really important and, and tough to do you know not to become cynical if you get burned a few times to still keep looking for the best in people but yeah. making sure that you do trust your instinct as well because your instinct is more than often right right and i suppose the other thing is just the, the the juggling you know one of the benefits to our firm not being run by an accountant is that i'm not getting pulled into day-to-day accounts work yeah but we're still a small firm and so i used to be a um i used to be a governor at the kids primary school in um, Hazel Grove and it was a one form entry primary school and I used to think you know the senior leadership team at a small primary school have so much more to do than the senior leadership team at a big two or three form entry primary school because there are less of them but they're still all of the same compliance yeah so you know the beauty of our firm is that we're small we're a tight-knit team everybody mucks in together but actually there's only me to look at the the big compliance things that need to be done, the anti-money laundering legislation, the GDPR, um, mm-hmm. data recording legislation, the, you know, if we're changing software, new software to be looked at to make sure it works, um, marketing, selling, yeah. processes. <laughs> I suppose that's a, that's a lesson that a lot of small businesses can learn, isn't it? To maybe, be, I mean, if you think about, the uh, and with all due respect to tradesmen who do a wonderful job when they do turn up um <laughs> quite a lot of the time they don't turn up because they're running their their plumbers or electricians or or tilers or whatever they are who are running a business as well as doing the job that they're trained to do yeah um, absolutely so actually Andy can do the accountancy and you can do the running of the business and it works exactly as a synergy. And, and, yeah, my, my focus probably is on the, the client experience side of things. So, you know, yeah, making sure that, that it works for the clients. And we both look at things from a different perspective because mm-hmm. we both run other businesses. So we're not an accountant who has just been an accountant in practice, you know, looking at, at the numbers of another business and dealing with the theory. We've both yeah. been there and done that. 
So when somebody says, right, how can I structure this bonus program? Well, I'll have my ideas from my previous experience and Andy mm-hmm. will have his ideas from his previous experience. So we've yeah. got something real life that we can add as value to, to clients. The, um, I've got a book recommendation for you. Oh, go on. Um, just on, on that when you were saying about the, the, the plumber or whoever. It's, yeah. it's an oldie but a goodie. It's called The E-Myth Revisited. Okay, yeah. It's by Michael Gerber. Yeah, I've not read it, it's, but I've, I've heard about it. It's a good one, and it kind of talks about how you need to separate yeah. yourself from being the, the doer Yeah. Um, That's, to actually I mean, being the manager and the owner. It's one of the things that, that small business owners, they're going to suffer, aren't they? Because they you, you are a, so me, take take me, I am an event organizer and I'm a podcast producer. So both of my businesses, that's what I do. But I also have to do everything else as, mm-hmm. as well. And I like to think that I'm quite good at separating things because I've done a lot of reading and I've spoken to a lot of people and, and I've done a lot of learning um, around it, but that that's me. Where, and I can say I can say that about me because I've got the experience. But people forget quite easily, don't they? That that they are the manager, they are the the finance director, the HR director, the marketing director, as well as being the operator. Absolutely. And whenever I'm the credit controller in our business, every now and again, I need to take myself outside and give me a good old talking to <laughs> because, you know, I, I can procrastinate around a couple of things that I don't want to do. Yeah, there you go. So you, you, almost, you do literally there's different hats. So that's, uh, yeah, there we go. Another good tip is I'll, I'll download that e-myth. Um, I listen to all my books as yeah, a podcast audiobook. producer. That, <laughs> that's what I do. So I'll download that. It's been on my uh, wish list for a while. So on your recommendation, I'll get it on. Yeah. Get it I'll, on. I'll, yeah. I can ha- happily recommend a few more, but start with that one. Smashy. So um, what about successes, um, Sarah? We've talked about challenges, um, but what, what would you say your busy, biggest success has been? Oh, that's it. That's a good one. To be honest, I mean, we've, we've got a few awards. We won the Stockport Business Awards for the, the best newcomer mm-hmm. um, in um, 2015. But um, I'm, I'm kind of sorry, somebody just came past. But it's not about the awards. I think our successes are our, our clients succeeding. You yeah. know, and, and the fact that we've got, we've got such a nice team here. We're really good at, you know, looking after a team and they're good at looking after our clients. So they all care. Yeah. Um, I think big success was, was maintaining where we were at through the pandemic. You know, it was a challenging, challenging time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everybody worked their socks off and, and did really well to, to keep going. Yeah, I and, sort of get um, from you that your success will be the success of others because that's what you've 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 already said quite a few times that you're people orientated. It's about other people. It's about real mm-hmm. people, and it's about helping people. You said that your downfall is trusting people and perhaps offering too much to people, whereas Andy will rein you in on that. And <laughs> so it totally makes sense that your if you can see somebody develop from almost like a protege like yeah. I, I guess it's that's how maybe you see a lot of your clients and and staff 
Yeah, and we you know we do we empower our team to yeah. yes to to check things, but to you know to take ownership. That's yeah. really important, and and to see clients doing well as well. And, you know, actually, you know, a couple of things about this time last year, I had a, a random bunch of flowers arrive from um, a local business who mm-hmm. had just finally got some money from the government, and it, she said it came down to um, to a video or a post that I'd put up because okay. they would had no support whatsoever, and you know, I had no idea, but. You know, that mm-hmm. was just such a lovely thing, such a lovely thing for her to recognize me. And it made all of the effort seem worthwhile because I was go. just really trying to help people get the message out there about what they could do and what their options were. Spot on. So, I guess yeah, that's, that's a big success. That'll be your, as, as much as it's the video, that'll be your local profile as well that's mm. that's done that. That's probably the locality's pulled maybe the, the person across yeah. to you to, to see that video and if it was somebody based in the Milton Keynes or, or mm. wherever somewhere that then perhaps wouldn't have sent those flowers but because yeah. it was because it was local and, and a real person yeah. no absolutely um yeah. which which then again goes back to the point of you've spoken about people you've spoken about local people you've spoken about tact- tactility haven't you without mm. Yeah, and and that's yeah. This this last year and a half's been hard. I am a hugger. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So I mean, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that that (laughs) you are. It's that that's everything that you're coming across. Um, Cool. And what about the future? So you you've been with uh, with Andy now in accountancy quite a long time. You said you. And I'm not trying to get bored easily. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not any ideas in your head, but no, are there any no, future goals? Right. Is this the there um... are. yeah? No, no, there are. We've um, and in fact, we just did a, a team day on this last week or the week before, where we kind of presented the five year plan to the team, mm-hmm. and then we all went out on a big hike up around the back of Lime Park and finished off the Rams nice. Head with uh, mm-hmm. for for dinner and and drinks. But no, we. Our plan is to to double the business over the next five years, um, wow. and do that organically. We're you know, not looking to acquire another business um, unless something absolutely appropriate fell in our laps, and we knew we could could do that yeah. really well. But no, we just want to continue to grow as we have been by doing a great job and continuing to attract great clients. Fantastic! So double the business by supporting more people, I suppose. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Cool. So, um, so get to the point now where I'm going to ask you for tips and advice. And I guess this comes, um, back to a lot of what we've spoken about already. It's not going to be accountancy, is it? Because that's not what you are, but you're the strategist, you're the business person within the business. So for a small business owner, um, what tips and advice would you would you, apart from knowing that number, <laughs> do you know what, what tips I, and advice will, would you be able to offer? So I I will come back to numbers quite a bit, even you know, even though it sounds I don't know cliched or whatever. But an old mentor of mine used to say, "Shake the numbers hard enough, and the answers will fall out." And actually, okay. if you're looking at the right numbers, that's it's so true because you just you can use those to make good decisions and to determine what you 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 need to do next. The yeah. other thing is get get yourself a get yourself a mentor of some description. 
Um, it doesn't necessarily need to to be a paid mentor. Um, mm-hmm. Although if there's some skin in the game, you usually do take it more seriously. But get yourself somebody who will hold you accountable um, mm-hmm. to doing what you need to do that will challenge your thinking, that will you know want to set you up for success and, and see you succeed. Um, and surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, Brad Sugars from Action Coach used to always say that you know where you'll be in five years' time will be dependent on you know the books you read or the the information you take on board, the education you give yourself, yeah. and the people that's, you surround yourself with. It's a bit like the sum. Of, you are the sum of the six people you are closest to, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of yeah. truth in that because people either bring you down or big you up. Absolutely. And the ones that bring you down don't don't always do it intentionally. No. In fact, more often than not, they don't. It's just it, it, they keep you at a level. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I could have probably answered that for you because, again, with our conversation, there's a theme there, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's the people. It's people in numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, awesome. So um, let's bring it back to Stockport. I think I think we've spoken a lot about the business, um, a lot about a lot about all that everything that you've done in business so let's bring it back to stockport you was it when was it you said you moved to stockport it was september 2002 2002 right okay so you've been here the best part of 20 years ah (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what's kept you here sarah and what do you what do you love about the area do you know, I love Stockport. The, the people are so friendly. I remember sitting in, and, and I just see it going up in the world. You know, it's it's got some lovely, lovely parts to it. We're mm-hmm. right on the edge of the Peak District. We're not very far from the lakes. We've got so much going on. Um, remember sitting in the local chamber council many years ago. It was probably back in about 2004. And saying that Stockport had a feeling of Belfast about it. Actually, the town halls were, were designed yeah. by the same person, I believe. But yeah, I remember um, you saying when we've spoken before. Yeah, so and it does. It's just got a real feel of a, a a town which has been up against it, has had its challenges, has always been in the shadow of something or somewhere, mm-hmm. but is about to go places. And I think now, if you look at what's happening, it's just taken a few. Um, it's entrepreneurial spirits, I suppose, to have had the belief and yeah. put their money where their mouth is and really you know, show that what Stockport can be. Absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, you're right. It's a great area. And you've got people like like you and I. What we're doing is you with subs, the networking and the, the events that in accountancy are holding and me with the scoop. There's so many more people like us, isn't there, who are trying to bring businesses together and showcase what what the area offers yeah and i think we've got a great business community a great one for who yeah who do genuinely care Mm -hmm. about one another and will help each other you know build and grow absolutely and i think that stems from the the community in general i think the community cares about each other it's typical northwest isn't it the number of southerners who who come up to uh to the northwest and say do you know what people smile at you and say hello to you and you wouldn't catch that on the tube yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> but that's definitely. what we are isn't it yeah absolutely 
Awesome, cool. Well, what we'll do, um, we'll just about round off there. Um, I think it's been it's been so interesting talking to you. I learned a lot myself. There's so many things for me to take away um, from this, and I hope there is for listeners as well. But um, where can we find you? Um, I'll put all the links in the in the website, including the Hannah Whitley Foundation and the YouTube channel. But where where can we find you? Well, you will find me on LinkedIn quite a lot, Sarah mm-hmm. Harkness. Um, we're also breaking news for you. We are having our website relaunched. It's been redone by another local Stockport business, of course. Fantastic. Um, and that's uh, Sue Fernandez and Ines Madison from Instilled. Um, so that's going to be launched within the next um, few days. And that's www.in-accountancy.co.uk. Cool. So as this goes out, um, that will be live. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So that's been launched, and we're we're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. It's in accountancy. Cool. Um, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. Even Spline. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'll <laughs> stick it. Like I say, I'll stick everything in the uh, on the website, so it's a click away for yeah. listeners. Fantastic. Of course, well, anybody, if anybody does want to ask any questions, you can email me at, and it's just sarah at in-accountancy.co.uk, and cool. I'm more so than get, happy to. No such thing as a daft question. Quest, get your questions in for those YouTube videos. And yeah, we'll, sure, uh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, you, uh, get your subscriber count up. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. So, yeah, thank you very much. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been lovely chatting with you, Andy. And um, yeah, let me know when you've got that number and I'll help you work out the plan. I will. I absolutely <laughs> will do. Thank you. All so, right, you take care. Don't forget, as always, please make sure you're following The Scoop on your podcast platform so you don't miss out on each new episode. And if you have been enjoying listening to The Scoop, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. The link will be in the show notes. It really does help to showcase um, both the podcast and help promote local businesses like uh, Sarah's over in accountancy. Finally, to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the scoop. And don't forget, whenever you're searching, spelt just like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Thanks again, Sarah. It's been fantastic talking to you and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Fantastic. I'll get you that coffee unless you've got to buy me a beer link. <laughs> I could buy a beer instead. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right, Andy, it's been brilliant. You take care then. Bye for now.